You're listening to episode three of season two of Fed Talks. I'm Jimmy Chrisman, your host. Fed Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. Each week, I'm going to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that hopefully will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. Thank you so much for listening. I've got a great episode for you this week. Um, my episode this week, I talked to Blake Miner. Blake is a theater teacher down in Texas. Um, we actually met on one of the technical theater educator Facebook groups, and uh, he messaged me and asked me to appear on his podcast, Minor Wisdom. So I encourage you to go check that out when you're looking for your next episode of Fed Talks on your favorite podcast provider. But Blake asked me to appear on his show, and so while we were talking, I let him know that I would love to talk to him sometime on Fed Talks, and he said, well, why don't we do it now? So I hurriedly turned on my sound equipment and captured a really fun interview with him, talking about some technical theater things, as well as his journey to where he is with what he's doing and why he's doing Minor Wisdom. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Blake Minor. So Blake, tell me a little bit about what 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 you do and uh, kind of where you are with what you do at your school and maybe a little bit of the Sparkness journey of how you got there. Yeah, so I'm the uh, I, this is I'll be entering my seventh year as the director at Dallas High School down in Sugarland, Texas, uh, in Fort Bend ISD, and uh, this will be it'll be my tenth year teaching. So I I spent a year in Dallas wanted to come back to Houston. I'm a native Houstonian, uh, and went to Dallas against my will to court at that time. Well, now my wife, but I was there to court her and be like, Hey, come back with me. (laughs) So, uh, I made that sacrifice and, you know, if you don't have to go to Dallas, just don't, but anyway, that's a different story. But, uh, so I, I was there for a year and then I came to Katie, ISD, which is very well known in this state for having uh, amazing sports, uh, successful sport and sporting teams and such. I actually hated it. I, I just despised being there and was sitting around with a couple of high school friends. One I'm still very, very close with. She's one of my best friends and telling them how much I hated it. And her husband, uh, is a member of the group straight, no chaser, which okay. is an acapella uh, group. That's why I was talking about Bloomington earlier. And, uh, she said, just shot out of shot in the dark. Would you ever want to design lights for them? Cause that's my background is lighting design. I was like, I'd not thought about that at all. It, that, that was the first time that it ever crossed my mind that I would do anything other than education. I thought, well, here's my chance. So three years later, I, uh, I have a one year old at home thinking I can't keep leaving her because I've been living on a bus practically for three years of my life now touring with that acapella group. And then I, I got the job at Dulles, uh, and I've been here ever since. So I, I went to a high school for the performing and visual arts. So my high school background is heavy into theater. Uh, I went to, at that time, a really well-known middle school for theater. Uh, before that, my parents put me in a clown camp a couple of times. <laughs> you know? so, so I've been doing theater all my life, but I've I've... I started out as an actor and then out of convenience became a technician and 20 plus years later, I've been designing and being a technician professionally and haven't acted too, too much. Uh, every once in a while I'll, I'll try my chops at improv, but I, I'm a, I can't remember. I mean, like I, 
barely remember your name. Like that's just <laughs> how bad <laughs> my memorization. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just not very, I haven't, I haven't worked that muscle, but yeah, so that's where I am. Well, <laughs> before we jump into talking about your, your tech theater work that you're doing, um, I, I want to know, cause I know you, you, like you just said, you were, a, you were a high school theater kid, did it in college. Now it's your, your profession. Talk to me a little bit about what you, how you saw the, your growth as an artist and, and, and your experiences in educational theater through the years. Um, and has that changed over now that you're teaching it? So, uh, without throwing anybody under the bus, yeah, it has changed, but it, it was, it was definitely a roller coaster. It wasn't an uphill climb by any means because, because my training in high school was such a conservatory style of training you spent three hours a day in your art area, and this is for all the art areas. You spent three hours a day in your art area, and then the other three and a half, four hours, you were doing academics. But, you know, talk about a school, you know, my school right now, we spend 50 minutes in our art area, right? You know, that's, you take theater one, you're in there for 50 minutes. And uh, I've got a, I've got a handful of kids that have two theater classes, but that's, uh, I can count them all in one hand. So that experience really spoiled me. And so I went off to um, Sam Houston State University. And again, this is back in 2000. So things have changed since then. But they had a very young lighting program. And that's really what I wanted to do. I had not shopped around for universities, which is a huge mistake. Uh, I set, set my sights on going to Sam Houston State University. And about a month into it, my professor of my lighting professor had to go work on another project, you know, as, as you want them to do, they, you want them to stay professional and, and, and keep working in the real world and asked me to watch and manage the class. I'm a month into college <laughs> and, you know, mind you, I'm amongst other lighting one kid, you know, so it's not a bunch of, it's not a bunch of these like Broadway professionals by any means. It's dancers, it's actors, it's, you know, so I, I did know a little more, but they didn't have a graduate assistant. They didn't have another adult to come in. I couldn't drink alcohol. I barely knew how to vote. You know, like, I mean, like, but here I am at a university kind of guiding kids on lighting. And so a red flag went up. I decided I was going to leave there and I went to University of Houston and my goal was to uh, not do theater at all, to do business and get more education when it came to the business side of things so that I eventually could own and manage my own theater. And I realized math is hard. And so I, <laughs> so I left business and went into theater and was like, screw it. I, you know, I got to do what I know. And so UH ended up being an amazing program. And, uh, so much so that I've considered going back for grad school and, uh, Kevin Rigdon, who is there, is, the, is a Broadway lighting designer with uh, Tony nominations. And, you know, so I, I got to learn from him. And so that's the back going back up. And then I was out in the real world a little bit while in university setting, doing community theater. I had 12 park hands to light this, you know, children's show with the director saying, I want this light and that light and this and this color and that color. And I want gobos. And I'm like, these don't make gobos, you know. So there's the, in the, in the professional world, professional quote unquote, you know, there's my going, dipping back down the struggle of, well, I, I don't know how to make 
chicken, you know what, out of, you know, or chicken soup out of, or chicken salad, whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> Horrible. I'm just bad with the cliches, but you know, it was, it, that was a dip down. And then I got an education. And as I said earlier, theater education, I, I didn't like my first couple of years. I have been beyond spoiled where I am now. I mean, our facility is not state of the art, but we make it, we make it better. Like we, uh, I've got my kids trained to appreciate what they've got. And we also, I'm a frugal Jew. So I spend money um, very conservatively and don't, you know, we, we don't work beyond our means. And we've got toys here now. Mind you, they're, they're technical toys. You know, they're, they are for scenery, lights and sound and stuff. We, we don't really do much towards costumes. <laughs> Just bring something from home. But, uh, you know, we, we've got all these things here now, and we're still the kind of middle-of-the-road department when it comes to finances, but we look like we're the top of the line just because of the way we've been able to manage and use our resources throughout the years. And that's, that's a huge up. Administration is way too good to me. I don't know what I did right. I don't know if I gave him a winning lottery ticket years ago. I don't know what I did, but, and that's not blowing smoke. It's just the truth. I've said it multiple times. So they can't give me, it's not like they can give me a raise, you know? So (laughs) I could say, I could say they're horrible. I could say they're good. Either way, they're not going to give me a raise. Well, because I I know um, from my experience, I I was a strong (laughs) acting directing teacher and I had to, I had to teach myself a lot of, of the technical aspects. Um, and yeah. in my undergrad, I, di- I, I didn't get as solid of a background in that as I would have liked. And when I worked on my master's, I really tailored my program to, to kind of beef those skills up. Um, so when I took, went back to my classroom, I, ha- I had a better skill set. What about those teachers out there who, who don't have that tech background? And I, I, the question I'm going to ask could honestly probably be like a week to a semester long uh, workshop that you can do with <laughs> teachers. But do you have just a couple of, of, of ideas and suggestions to, to help those non-technical theater teachers um, to really do some good things with their kids? Yeah. I mean, the, <clears throat> the, the short answer is YouTube. Uh, it's, it's, it's so powerful and there are so many great resources uh, on the internet now that walk you through step by step. I mean, I even, and, and I, I think you and I are of similar age, so you might appreciate this, but Bob Vila, right? Mm-hmm. I have adopted some videos and these are from what the late eighties, early nineties. I've adopted some of his videos even to show kids how to build, how to build steps, right? Building steps is one of the most annoying tedious it's not hard but it's just not fun right right and so i've i've shown them videos on how to build staircases or or just even just two or three just little steps um and those are old old videos but that's just i just steal them from youtube and i also you know the reverse classroom idea i give them the assignment to say hey just go watch go watch this stuff go figure it out uh figure it out as a very that's an hspva like if that could be a shirt uh it's like the slogan of hspva theater at least back when i went there was figure it out because you can like you literally you can go out especially now and that was back in the the 90s especially now you can go and figure it out you can go find out information about stuff 
And so as an, as an educator that doesn't necessarily have the background, so I don't have a directing background. So you and I are opposite. So I have to, and I direct here, and I like to, I think it's fun because I direct around my tech rather than the, the tech directing around the acting. So I've had to sort of figure that stuff out the same way that there's a YouTube series. It's uh, uh, they talk about technique and all this stuff. And they're all they're all from Britain, but they they have some great resources on directing, on uh, looking for these shapes, these levels, this and that, and that's the kind of stuff that I've gone to. So I would say the same thing for for somebody that's on the opposite side that needs more tech background. Now, all that said, there's a safety element involved with tech, right? So you you have to always have that in the back of your head, like there's a there's a thing that I always tell my maintenance people all right and I tell my students this and even other teachers here because I'm our I'm our district's theater facilitator so I have to to kind of coach up some of our other high school directors and so I tell them use the four letter s word as much as possible if you really really need it and that's safe so this is not safe for my students and the minute you throw out the word safe maintenance is busting down the walls to get into wherever you are that you're saying is not safe. And that's a powerful word. This isn't safe. So as a director, as an acting director, you have to always have that kind of in the back of your mind. Don't just go and leg up a platform with two screws and it's a 16 foot tall platform and you threw in two screws on this two by four and you're like, Oh, well it's standing, you know, that's not necessarily safe. <laughs> so that's that's always something that you got to keep in mind is if you're not sure that that's probably the best way to do it, you can always ask uh, somebody. It's also amazing. Sorry to ramble on about this. You just you said it yourself, though, to start. It was I could go on for for a whole month. But it, the people at now Lowe's and Home Depot, right? Those are powerful tools as well. Just going up to people and go to the right. Don't go to the paint guy and ask them how to how to build a platform, you know, uh, cause they're in those areas for a reason, but they build things to last, right? So they build houses and they build furniture and they build things that you want for years and years and years. We build things. Like I always tell my sister when she's like, can you build something for me? I'm like, yeah, but it's going to come down in three weeks because that's, that's just not how I was. I wasn't trained to make stuff last forever. So you, you have to, uh, go use those people as well. And, say, hey, if you were to build, let's say you build an eight foot by blah, 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 whatever, you give them the schematics, they could tell you some some tips on on the best practices for that too. So anyway, long answer, but again, you said it. it I opened the can, so I, no, but that's, good, that's good information. I think that's good stuff for people to hear. I want, I, I know we met on a, a Facebook group and yep. Over the discussion about podcasts, and you're on mine, but I was just on yours. So tell, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so it's called Minor Wisdom. It is super niche. It's it's about educate. I'm trying to get away from just theater education, right? But it's a theater educators podcast, and similar to yours, it's it's telling that background. But my all of my connections are in Texas, and so I've got some heavy hitters in Texas. I know a lot of people. It's kind of like only knowing Jerry Jones and, and Bob Lanier, but, and then that's it. Well, Bob Lanier RIP, but it's like only knowing two owners of a football team and then saying, I know everybody in football, but so I know a lot of people in, in the Texas theater world, just because I'm a, I'm a schmooze, I'm a networker. 
but the uh, the podcast really caters towards that and uh, does a lot for that community. Uh, I've got a lot of good feedback from other teachers, people I've never met. I'm going to be sitting down in a couple of days with a, a theater teacher that just happened to see me. I, I made some swag, um, uh, some swag, some swag, <laughs> some swag. <laughs> swag is different, but I made some swag and uh, he saw my shirt and he was like, what, what you do minor wisdom? And he's like, yes, I do. So we're having a conversation in a couple of days, but the, the, the interviews are limitless. I mean, I, I can interview educators and theater educators and I can interview administrators, and I, you know, so it's really, it's, it's, for me, it's super cathartic and extremely fun because I'm sitting and talking with people that, that A, want to talk and B, want to talk about stuff that I'm interested in. So I can, we can banter for, I could banter for hours with a lot of these people and it would be so boring on a podcast, but it would be just fun for me. And why not throw a microphone in front of them and record it? That's right. That's right. Well, I've yeah. been, I've enjoyed listening to the, the, the episodes I've started so far. Uh, I've got, I've, I've gotten through about three or four of them, uh, but it's definitely um, I've subscribed to it, and I'm de- de- definitely listening to them, and thank I'm enjoying you. them. So thank thank you for what you're doing. And there. and ditto ditto with yours. I love your title. Uh, I think that's a great like, you know, it's a play on the TED Talks thing, yeah. but it's 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 a great it's a very creative title. Mine is like egotistical. It has my own name in it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it works. I mean, it, it works. And, yeah. and and yours is very. I, I I love and I mean just from what we've we've chatted with here on Skype I I really enjoyed seeing you and knowing a little bit more about you now from this that yeah. makes way more sense and 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 it it really captures your personality from what I'm from what I'm gathering so far and I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, thank you very much. And same to you. I, I've listened to a couple of years now, and uh, uh, I don't know these people, which is even more kind. You know, that's the other thing about you and I's podcast that maybe differs a little bit is you're interviewing, you're kind of going to broad scope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm interviewing, I'm humanizing a lot of people. So like I'm interviewing people that up to this point for 2,000, 2,500 theater teachers in the state of Texas only know those people by email, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have a face with a name. They don't even have a voice with the name. Obviously it's a podcast. They're not going to get a face, but they, they, I'm now asking them questions like, Hey, what do you like to eat? And you know, and it, and it makes them become more approachable and, and humanizes them a little bit more rather than just being an email response. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah. what you're doing. Keep it, keep it up. Thank um, you. Can you tell me one of your favorite stories from teaching? Uh, funny story, <laughs> horror story, touching moment, change your life moment, anything. Well, those are all different. <laughs> Whatever you want to share I've with got, me. <laughs> um, uh, I've got, uh, well, yeah, I've got a, I've got a disappointment story. Let's see. Uh, horror. St- I've got horror. St- I've got a lot more horror stories and disappointing <laughs> stories than I have with uh, heartwarming. You know, this year especially, my my group of seniors that I graduated this year were, and I've said it to past senior groups too, were the were the best. The this group was far and away just the best. I mean, they really were. There was no drama in the drama department. They. The, the most dramatic thing that happened was one best friend uh, took another best friend by her, her shoulders and shook her and said, get her act together. Like she just said, come on, get your act together. She didn't use the word act, but she just said, you know, and, and shook her and that, and, and I had to be like, Hey, you know, leave her alone. And that was, that was it 
for the entire year as far as me saying, hey, drama, uh, you know, there, there's there's drama in the drama department. That was the only piece. Whereas in the past few years, we've had to have heart to hearts with kids. Do you really want to be here? You know, all this stuff this year, none of that. They all were so driven to just be better, uh, just be good at what they're doing. They were committed to it. They showed up on time. They showed up to rehearse. You never had to, you, you rarely had to call kids. They were just amazing leaders. And so this year out of all those years, I just, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough act to follow in the past. You know, you always have these kids that say, how are you going to replace me? It's like, well, easy. <laughs> you pull the next kid up and be like, this person's going to replace you. You know, like, but this group is sincerely a group that is going to be very, very difficult to replace. And I think that other classes know that. Other, you know, the, the juniors and the sophomores know, wow, that, you know, that's going to be a tough group to follow, tough act to follow. That was heartwarming. The, the other side of things, because I want to share one story that, that was not, it's, it's a disappointing story. So we do a stand up comedy night in my school. That a few years ago, I had a, a student who wasn't much of an actor, but he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. He wants to write for SNL, which that's a dying thing now. But he asked me if we could do a stand-up comedy night because he just wanted to be on stage. And I said, sure, why not? You know, it was, I didn't have to do anything. I'd turn on some lights and we made it look kind of uh, the ambiance was kind of fun and, and just had a, a fun night. I said, you guys keep it school appropriate. Don't don't make it dirty. It's hard to do comedy when it's not dirty and raunchy. That's why Seinfeld is so good at what he does. Um, but we didn't have a lot of rules, and we but we crowned the the champion at the end of the night with, of course, because I'm a big wrestling fan, a, a wrestling title belt, but a ch- a children's one, not that five hundred dollar <laughs> you know real or replica. But it was that tiny one that you can get for twenty bucks at R.I.P. Toys R Us. But the uh, uh, we had done now done. The, year after year well fast forward to this year and one of my like top students now to give you an idea of this kid he's a he's hilarious his name is anas but it's spelled a-n-a-s and so people all call him anus of course right and it's he's doing his comedy on stage and he's a great kid he's like just uh, he's like a son to me his son i've never had and he's he's also middle eastern so that didn't that doesn't really work out too well but he does some raunchy comedy for his comedy night and he knew I was disappointed in him and it was because of anxiety. He just got really nervous on stage. He got, he, you know, it, it all rushed in at once that he was on, on stage in front of probably about 80 people and he went straight too dirty. And that, that was his like go to joke that he had to go to. And it was just, it was very disappointing. And so that was, it, that was like the, again, we talked about roller coasters earlier that, that, that was the high and the low of this year was this great group of seniors. And then that moment happened and, and he and I are cool now, you know, he knew I was very upset and, and no, if you want a kid to respond well to you, tell them you're disappointed in them. Don't yeah. say, Hey, I'm really mad at you. You say, no, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'd expect something different from you. And that really just kind of, ugh, it really hits those kids. And I think most educators know that, but if there's like a new educator listening Use that disappointed word sparingly. You can't use it all the time. But if you truly are a disappointed kid and a kid can see that in you and they look up to you and idolize you, then then that'll really hit him hard. Because he he's he was super apologetic, wrote me this just awesome, sweet note later. So it was, you know, he he's he's in my good graces again. But it's something now 
we can go back and look on and laugh about it. So, yeah, I have a, I have a really, a kid who, um, was really close to me and he, he, uh, his father was not part of his life. So he, his freshman year, he adopted me and he said, you're, you're my dad now. And like, yeah. I still get father's day cards from him. He's 26 now. And, uh, but he, uh, he was in a production of rent that I, I did. We did the regional premiere of rent, uh, several years ago and, he played Mark and he made some acting choices during La Vie Bohème that we had not rehearsed and were some things that could uh, potentially hurt his fellow actors. And uh, yeah. when we got to, I, I, after I saw it happen, I just marched myself backstage and I waited for him to come off for intermission. And, and he was high-fiving everyone because they all had a good time with it. Nobody got hurt. And I said, you outside now. And he, he met me outside and I said, I yep. just want you to know how disappointed I am in what you did. Yep. And like, yeah, that gets him. His, his world just shattered. And, and he, I mean, even to this day, he's like, I remember that we do it rehearse. We don't, we don't change things. Cause you told me you were disappointed and that rings in my ears even to this day. So yeah, that, that disappointment card will, will get him. Yep. Aside from, from what you talked about a little bit, a little bit ago with the YouTube and, and, and other things that you, you use as far as Lowe's and Home Depot, what's a, a resource that, theater teachers need in their life right now that you use it's it's gonna it's gonna sound so silly and stupid and kind of a cop-out i'm a huge huge advocate of the reminder app on on my phone and it and it it has changed my life to be able to say to my phone i don't even have to type anything i just have to say it and and it is again it goes back to the ease i'm i i you could going to the to the whole month thing the talking for a month i could talk to you for a month about how frustrated i get with adults that don't know how easy everything is now mm-hmm. uh, and and then they they can't answer an email or a text message even though i like i'm staring at my phone right now i probably have had maybe five or six text messages since you and i've been talking for the past 40 minutes but I'm not going to respond to them. Right. But in a couple minutes I will. And, and, and I'm not waiting till tomorrow. I'm not going to wait till next uh, Tuesday to do it. Like it's so easy to, to do that stuff in the reminder app itself or any sort of reminder. You know, I don't know what the, the galaxy phones or the, you know, those, the, the non iPhone, cause I've just bit spoiled myself, but that tool is so powerful and necessary in the world of theater education, because you, you, somebody put in that same group that, that you and I sort of met in on Facebook, somebody put a breakdown of what uh, a professional in theater does compared to what an edu- a theater educator does and how the umbrella encompasses all of that, not just producer, not just director, not just stage manager, but you are all of the above, right? Sometimes you are actor, sometimes you are designer, technique, you know. So it, a theater educator has to kind of have their ducks in a row. And one of the best ways to do that is to be able to simply just put in a reminder in your phone to say, do this. You got to make sure you do this. I've woken up, as I'm sure you have, in the middle of the night thinking, oh, no, you know, tomorrow's the first of my of my week long tech week, right? I forgot to do this. If I don't do this, then this can't happen and this can't happen. So I need to make sure I do this. And so I just quickly get on my phone at 1am, whatever it is, 
say what I need to say or type it in so I don't wake my wife up and put in that reminder. The reminder app is it's just it's just so necessary. I don't know if I could do what I do without having that tool, ha- having that to, to, to kind of set me up for the day. And same with calendar. So scheduling, you know, just being able to, to manage your schedule. So, so my answer to your question is, is your phone, I guess, being the tool that I use the most is my phone. And it's not me being a millennial because I don't classify myself as one because I don't because <laughs> I think I was born before it. But, you know, people change when the millennial clock started. But anyway, it's not me like ignoring somebody or playing a game or being on Twitter. It's, it's I'm doing I'm trying to keep up with my life. Uh, and then you have on top of that, because I have two little girls, you know, you've got their schedule and you've got your personal life and you. You know, you want to go grab a beer or two with your friend every once in a while, but don't forget to show up to the bar, you know, like, you know, so there's all this, there are all these different balls that you have to juggle and, and your phone is sitting right there to be able to do that for you. Now, maybe going back a little bit to answer more in the classroom setting, we are very primitive at my school and that's my fault. Like I, I do that on purpose. I keep things my tech director in high school used the, the acronym KISS, keep it simple, stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Or some people have said, keep it stupid, simple. It's one is calling you stupid. One is, you know, saying, keep this, keep the thing uh, stupid, simple. Uh, I like to call people stupid. But the, the, the KISS method of keeping it simple is, is what I would say. Don't, uh, my, my, we don't have, we don't use textbooks. Books. Earlier, I talked about the the video technology that we use, and, and you know, I'm, I'm staring at my projector right now. So I'll turn that on, and we watch something, and it's not a cop out because it's there. You know, if in in the 80s and 90s, when when I was learning theater, if that technology was there and that ability to see these videos was there and readily available, I fully believe that my directors would have used it. So, uh, uh, but we still keep it very simple. We we do. Everything starts with a safety check, you know, in my tech classes. So it's there's no true technology when we go to it. I will say, and, and I don't know if this answers your question or not, one of the more fun yet powerful education tools that I've used is competition. So I create competition in my classroom and say, you guys have, you guys have a day to build a standard eight by four Hollywood flat and Broadway flat, right? You've got to build both. Cause, cause you, if you build them in order, you can build them, you can use the same wood, right? So you got to build one, take it apart, build the next one. And whoever does it right and fastest gets, gets 100. And that's how you get your 100. Right. And I don't, and, and if you build it wrong and it's falling apart, and the glue's still dripping, and it's just, you know, nasty. It's not like I fail the kid, right? I mean, they still get an A for effort, but but they they don't really, at the beginning of the year, especially when they're in my room, they don't know that they're still going to get a pretty good grade when I start the competition. They think, oh, if you don't do it right, you're going to fail, and that's not the truth, right? That would be cruel and unusual because we're in education, not in like, you know, it's it's just not it's not right. But we still do competition. We always do competitions in my classroom. Um, we compete with, uh, we hook up, in a, and I've got it back here. We, we hook up a simple lighting. Uh, I've got a small dimmer pack with a couple of Source War Juniors, a couple of LEDs, a really tiny American DJ, like 
$20 light board from Amazon. And I say, turn these lights on. And that's, and, and I don't tell them how to hook it up. That's, that's their introduction to lighting is I just say, turn these lights on. And I've had kids spend 30 minutes trying to figure this out. And I've had kids spend a minute and a half that, that figured out. And what they don't get is that they want to be the last kid. They, they, because I'm, I'm training them like, Hey, you got to be observant, right? That's part of the, the process. Sit here and watch the, the, your classmates do this because then you're going to be faster, hopefully next. But some of these kids, they go off and they sit in a corner. And I'm like, I don't police anything. If they want to go sit in a corner and listen to music and, you know, talk to their friend on Snapchat, perfectly fine. But your grade is now going to suffer because you're not being observed. You're not sitting with the class and being observant. And I've got five kids that are sitting there taking notes, like plug this into that, plug this. Into that. And then when they get up here and they do it like that, the kid in the corner is like, well, how did they do it so fast? Well, they were sitting up here <laughs> watching. That's the, that's a lesson on observation, right? I didn't say you couldn't do that. So it's, you know, there. that's a super competition is a fun, powerful tool. And every once in a while, I'll <laughs> luckily, my kids don't listen to this podcast. I mean, one's only seven, but she uh, she'll every once in a while bring home like candy and stuff. And I don't want candy in my house that's just a parent thing that I, so i'll bring that to school and then whoever like if it's competition day that'll be like an incentive <laughs> here's here's a bag of m&ms that really should have gotten to my daughter but she doesn't need it <laughs> so enjoy <laughs> so that's about it yeah All right. well what are your parting words of wisdom for new teachers or even experienced teachers in the field i would just say well for new teachers especially you know the everybody's going to, you're going to be overwhelmed. It's just, it's just going to happen. And it's how you kind of get through that and get out the other side um, and just grow knowing that, Hey, this is going to end. You know, there, there's the, the nice thing about education. I don't know about in the university setting. I think you guys go through uh, summers as well with kind of summer programs and such, but it slows down, I'm sure a little bit, but you know, there is a, always a light at the end of the tunnel there is you know you are only doing this for nine months and then you kind of get to recharge or nine and a half months and you get to recharge and then you get to go back and do it and there are all these resources at your fingertips that you can take advantage of to kind of ease your time in this field knowing full well and this is again cliche we're not in this for us we're in this for the students we're here to educate students and make them better and you can treat them the way that you hear this a lot in, in the parenting world. I want my kid to have a better life than I had. So it's the same philosophy in education, I think. You you want to give these kids something, a better education than maybe you had. Even if your education was stellar, you still want to try and get to that point where they have a, a better time in your classroom, cultures everything, you know, keep in that climate of the culture and I just, I, I'm not a yeller. I'm not a screamer, but my kids know when I'm mad and, and the climate's a huge, huge thing in my classrooms. So, um, give a kid a high five and then make a joke out of it. When you take the, the uh, hand sanitizer and be like, I don't know where your hands have been, you know, like, <laughs> like, like have some fun with it, you know, but, but they still appreciate that high five. There's a video of me right now on online of, uh, at graduation, we have a six, a school and down here. That means that there are over 2,500 kids in our school, about 2,500. And so we had a graduating class of almost 700 kids, and I'm high-fiving half the group because only half of them walked by me. And, and then I immediately walked on stage, and there's a veteran teacher sitting there. He goes, squirt, squirt. 
<laughs> gave me some, you know, gave me hand sanitizer because he knew I needed it. So, but 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 all those kids, you know, it's just it's just about them smiling, you know, having a good time. So that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was great to meet yeah. you and all the best with your podcast. Yeah. Thanks. You too, man. Well, I really enjoyed my chat with Blake, and I appreciate him being on the show and for having me on his. So make sure you do check out Minor Wisdom. Check out on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast providers. Um, my episode is there. He and I chatted back in back in June, I believe, May or June. Um, and I've been saving this interview uh, with a whole group of technical theater interviews that are coming up kind of here is my, my first little unit of some tech theater that we can all use. Um, so I hope you got a lot out of that. I enjoy chatting with him, and I wish you all the best for your school year, Blake. I'm going to turn my attention now to my student teachers. I was only able to get one of them on the phone uh, to, to talk about last week, uh, but I, I'll have Kelly for you next week. But this week, we're going to chat with Emma for a second. When I caught her, she was in Starbucks with her sister, and she was doing some lesson planning, so she stepped out to go to her car and to, to, to phone in and just chat with me for a minute how her week went. So here's my conversation with Emma. This week was great. I got to lead a black period of my acting one class and I found out that morning and it was Scott like saying hey you don't have to say yes but what if you led this entire block period and I was terrified but on the outside I smiled and I was like I would love to and I said yes because I thought that I thought that it would be like the best way to do it would be to just jump in. And plus, because I had my prep periods in the morning, I was kind of relieved because I was like, okay, great. Now I know what I'm going to do with my life this morning. (laughs) And so I went in there and it was, it was like, my students were so kind to me and it was so fun And it was only fun after I kind of said, like, you know what, y'all, I planned this this morning. Um, This is the longest I've ever taught, and I'm seriously so excited. So let's do this. And they were like, yes, Ms. Harmon, and they were applauding. And it it was just like the culture of the classroom is so fun. Um, So, like, today, yeah, it was a great week. Yeah, it was a great week. Yeah, so was it a healthy dose of fear and, and excitement? It was. It was. And I was really proud of myself afterwards because it didn't go perfectly, but it was, it went well, you know, and I'm someone that's pretty hard on myself. So just like doing it and knowing that students learned and got things out of it was, was really satisfying. Okay. So what was a challenge that you uh, hope to tackle for going forward? Going forward, it's, it's side coaching. It's something that we do so much in acting class. And I think it's a really, it's something you need to practice a lot is being able to quickly identify what the student needs help with and what is the best strategy to use with them. I think that's, that's a great thing to identify because you will be doing that a lot. And I don't, I don't know that I specifically, and I don't know that we as a faculty do a good enough job of, of telling you, hey, you're going to have to do a lot of this to pay attention and, and get some practice in. So that's good for me to hear going forward too, to encourage the, the underclassmen and, and what they're doing is they're growing and maturing in this program. I think the most comparable thing that we get in the program is our directing experience. Um, 
but something that I realized too is it, it feels different doing it in the classroom setting than doing it in the extracurricular setting. And it's the same reason why I've been more comfortable with the older students than the younger students is because the older students are already with you. Yeah. They already have that vocabulary. They're already committed. It's the, the newbies that are like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the teaching part. So, yeah. And that's, it's learning how to put the stuff that you know and that those other kids already do really well and simplifying and breaking it down and actually teaching them that stuff. So right. that they're those students in the next couple of years. That's, that's what Scott said to me. He was like, you need to realize that you, <laughs> you're the one that's taking them from that place to the other place. And I was like, Oh, yep. <laughs> that's so, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, good. Well, it sounds like it was a good week. And uh, I, I know I, I've checked in with you a couple times during the week, but, but I'm happy to hear that your teaching went well and things are going, going well. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. That's this week's episode of Fed Talks. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed checking in with Emma and that uh, you got a lot out of my, my conversation with Blake Miner. Do check out his podcast, Minor Wisdom. Find that on your favorite podcast providers. But you can also find Fed Talks on your favorite podcast providers. We're on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, AnyPod, and TuneIn. So go on, subscribe to the show, rate us and review us. Uh, feel free to email me anytime with ideas for the show or uh, thoughts about the show. Or if you want to be a guest on the show, I'd love to hear from you. That email address is fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all your favorite social media on Twitter at Theater Ed Talks, on Tumblr, fedtalks.tumblr.com. Find us on Facebook at Fed Talks, Instagram, Fed Talks Podcast, and of course our website, www.fedtalks.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Joel Hamlin and Joshua Schusterman, for the use of your music for the show Magnetize and Flip the Record. Really grateful to you guys, and I hope you're doing well in school. But thank you, teachers, for listening. Thank you, theater ed students and theater ed professors, for listening. Keep tuning in. Keep checking us out. Keep sending in your thoughts and keep interacting with us on social media. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great week.